Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of all marketing school certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Hello team and welcome back to the Make an Impact Show. Let me ask you a question today. Do you consider yourself multi-passionate? If the answer is yes, which is definitely yes for me by the way, you are going to love this episode. If the answer is no, you can actually learn a lot from multi-passionate entrepreneurs. And today I'm talking to one of the best of the best. Indeed, I'm talking to George Cow. If you don't know George, then you must. He is the authentic business coach, that's how he calls himself, and he advocates for integrity and compassion in marketing, instead of the predatory tactics that we all experience as consumers. George has published four books, created 20 online courses, and offers more than 100 free videos about authentic marketing and joyful productivity. Two words that I can definitely get by. I mean, just here, the idea of joyful productivity makes me happy, and even authentic marketing has me rejoice. So what we're going to talk about today? Well, today we are actually going to try to define ourselves as multi-passionate entrepreneurs. We're going to discuss about passions and the evolution of passions with George, as well as energy signature and why marketing is creating friendship at scale instead of anything else. I really hope you're going to love this episode and make sure that you check out the show notes for any extra resources. As always, we'll be back with more amazing interviews and episodes for you. So let us know what you want to see next and if you have any questions for us for our solo episodes at Creative Impact Co. on Instagram or Creative Impact C on Twitter and anywhere else. Hello, squirrel friends, and hello, George. How are you? I'm doing great, Fab. Looking forward to this. I'm really excited to have you. We actually have a chat. We had a chat not a long time ago, uh, you know, for you as well. So it's kind of exciting to go back so closely and chat a bit more together. I think there's going to be some real, real goodness and people are going to get to know you and what you're about as well. And the reason that I love to go through this is because I actually like to kind of warm up a bit the, the situation with a couple of really sexy icebreaker questions. Are we ready for it? Sure. 
Excellent. It's like, it's like, oh my God, sexy, sexy. What kind of sexy? <laughs> the, the, the self-development sexy. So it's all good. It's yeah. all good. So George, my first question for you would be, what is the first job you've ever had and what did you learn from it? Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. At the first job, I'm sure I was doing some kind of like, I don't know, car washing or something like that. But, but the first job that I remember having and actually like sitting down and doing and using a tiny bit of my brain was uh, software testing. Interestingly, I was doing that like as a temp job. And what I learned from that was that <laughs> a lot of people in corporate, not a lot, I mean, some a surprising, a surprising amount of people in corporate are not invested in their work you know, and just kind of getting, getting stuff done and making sure the boss is okay and making sure they don't get fired or just they, that they appear okay. And it was just, uh, it was kind of heartbreaking for me to kind of experience that um, the first time because I, I, I always, uh, and I imagine we share this, like I always hoped and, and, and now I, I do like believe that work can be deeply an expression of our values and our mission uh, and I know people in corporate don't always get to get to have that because of the commands from on top. And so this is why I think, well, you know, we we talk to creators. <laughs> we talk to people who are saying, you know what, I want to try to carve my own path, you know, and not have 10 layers of bureaucracy tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And actually, I was wondering whether you would say that that was one of the seeds that was planted when it came to the people that you are helping, because there's a lot of yeah. authenticity and joy within what you do, even when yeah. you talk about marketing and productivity, it's all about yeah. making it really true to yourself. So I'm kind of wondering how that yes. kickstarted in any way. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it really kickstarted even as a kid. I think a lot of us have, you know, when we're growing up, we look at the adults around us, um, whether it's our parents or our uncles and aunts and our family friends. And it's like, we can tell the ones who really enjoy their work and the ones who don't, who are just, it's a job. And I think even as a kid, I, I, I was, and, and even in school, it's like, why are we learning this? You know, I mean, some things were fun to learn, but other things like, what's the point of learning this, you know, tricky math method that you know i still don't use today i mean i use algebra a little bit in, with excel but it's like it's like there you know or this historical fact it's like why are we memorizing this you know and so i think i think just growing up a lot of us probably who are listening or watching here didn't like being told you had to do this you had to learn this um and our we know there's people in our lives are being told they had to do this or had to they had to learn this and it's like there must be a better way there must be a more sovereign way of of our own development you know i love that and i also think yeah. that's that's almost where sometimes i find sometimes not always but uh, when it comes to education system especially at the time i guess you would find that kids love to ask the question why which is a question that is really helpful especially yeah. when you're developing you know your your, your mission and what you want to do and the more times you get stopped and you actually get dismissed when you're asking why. And then, you know, you are almost afraid to actually ask that question because That's you feel right. like you don't want to upset people. And I think yeah. it's really fascinating that you mentioned that examples and reflection in how we learn and the people that we see around us, especially when we're children. I think I'm interested to see how newer generations are going to develop seeing these type of people like us doing these kind of things and having exactly. that path, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, YouTube influencers, Instagram influencers have given a lot of hope and and inspiration to to the youth. Now, it's not always good influence, <laughs> but but I think that it does give people a sense of okay, that's what's possible for me too. You know, I love that, and that was just the first question of the icebreaker as well. So let's go into the second. <laughs> yeah, one. sure, sure. Sometimes it happens. Uh, the second one, we are pushing all the way back forward to today, shall we say, or the last six months. So in the last six months, George, what would be the best investment that you've made in the last six months if it is something that you bought $100 or less, ideally? Yeah. If not, it can be anything else. Gosh, I, I think literally about investments <laughs> when you ask the question. And so I'm going to take it in that direction. Um, you know, in the last six months, six months, I happened to have really researched a lot in terms of investing. And I even taught a class about, about investing that had to do with investing. So I'm grateful. I, I think, I think um, all of us actually should become invested as soon as possible. Those of you who are listening, watching, if you have money sitting in the bank, And, you know, it's not covering your emergency expenses three months or six months or whatever makes, feel, makes you feel safe. The rest of it shouldn't be in the bank. It shouldn't be in, you know, savings account that's getting you half a percent. It should go invested somewhere. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue that you should do this or that. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm about index funds like Vanguard. Um, index funds. My wife is all about crypto. And so to keep the peace in the household, we just said, all right, it's okay. It's like, it's so funny because we're, we're trying to save each other's future. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to save her future. I'm like, I can't believe you, you bought more Shiba coin. What? <laughs> okay. And then, and then she's like, I'm trying to save your future because, you know, the stock market and the US dollar is going to be nothing in the future. I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay. Let's. <laughs> so I love regardless, that. Regardless of which direction, and I, it's probably a good idea to be diversified, <laughs> you know, in these different strategies. So, yeah, it, be invested. I think it's important. Yeah. I love that. And also one of the refreshing things about the, the landscape as well is that there are so many ways now to also ease people into investing. Because, again, like yeah. younger audiences, yeah. especially, and also women, sometimes we can find it a bit harder to understand or even just right. get in. Well, there's the word invested is going to come up a lot. But get investment. Yeah. Invested in investment. Oh, God. Yes. And so I think it's just understanding what works best for you and start looking at the different options. And I love what you say that as a reminder, like that money that is in the bank and getting like the smaller interest rate in the world. What is it going to do to you? So I'm a big advocate of that. And I thank you so much for sharing it because I think it's going to be a good reminder for a lot of people. Yeah, totally. Good. Last question. Fastest sure. question from the icebreaker. Ah. What would be a trivia category that you'd be really good at And why? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually really bad at trivia, but uh, I would say, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe like <laughs> family-friendly TV shows. I don't know. Because, you know, I, I'm actually kind of sensitive. It's funny. I, I used to really enjoy television that's like exciting and violent and stuff like that. But as I grew up, I'm like, oh, it doesn't really... Uh, uplift and <laughs> it leaves me with a feeling of like my the, the, the value of human life is so low in some of these shows you know and and pe the way people treat each other and so like in the past 10 10 years i've like watched more family-friendly tv shows so i probably answer a few questions about that <laughs> yeah 
Absolutely love that. Is that one favorite that you can think about? If you're... you know, right now we are we're actually rewatching, believe it or not, uh, a show called Young Sheldon. Uh, Sheldon came out of Big Bang Theory. You know, Big Bang Theory uh, was one of the popular TV shows, and it's the guy, the guy who's like a really like almost almost on the spectrum of of, of autism, but he's like a genius. Mm -hmm. And this is this show called Young Sheldon is a is a is a young version of him, and it's absolutely like extremely well written and and obviously very family friendly so i highly recommend it to everybody <laughs> i love that i love them i was a big fan of big mentiri so that's that's a good option as well yeah yeah there we go you can make any category you want that's the beauty of of being here whichever category <laughs> we're going to create it for you and you can be the guest for that one so that's perfect totally. that's totally. no problem but yeah. thank you so much for playing so this was a, like our little warm-up um, and actually, I was going to go back because I love some of the things that you, we mentioned. And I was actually going to go back to, I'm going to say finding your why, but let, let me elaborate on that because I think it's almost as interesting. There's something that you talked about and I saw you were talking about as well in the last recent weeks, um, which was understanding like how almost putting yourself into that box and like finding the perfect title, I think, was one of the things you were talking about recently. The best description, who you are. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a very interesting uh, conversation because some of the people that we help and some of the people that I'm sure you help might have had actually the same path for a while. And at some point you feel like there's a, there's a spring of change or you're trying to refine exactly who you are. Right. So we're wondering, why did you start that conversation? Why did you bring that up as, yeah. you know, what is the benefit, but also what can be the, the negative side of getting sure. too stuck into who you are and what you're supposed yeah. to be and defining yourself? Yeah, I, I, you know, I've, I've been coaching entrepreneurs and self-employed people for 12 years now. And when I started the first couple of years, I was learning from other people, of course. And, uh, you know, everyone, not everyone, but many, many people say, you have got to niche down. You've got to have a really compelling business name or professional title, or your, your bio has to be so clever and everything like that. And something about that always struck me as not totally correct or, or true with a capital T about who we are, because I think probably a lot of those, you and me included, a lot of us who are here are what's been called multi, multi-potentialites or um, multi-passionate people, you know, and, and we- Would it be the first one? I never heard the first one. Well, I think the first one was was uh, created by a, a particular blog, the Multi Potentialite. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. The the idea is just that we have this mishmash of passions, skills, knowledge, quirks. Go with something that I come up with quickly, even though it's not perfect. Like my title right now is certainly not perfect. It's not even necessarily accurate to what I do anymore. Uh, authentic business coach. The funny thing is I don't really even coach people one-to-one -one anymore. And I don't even know what authentic business really means. <laughs> I try to define it. When, when I tell people, they're like, what, what does that really mean? I'm like, I don't really know. You tell me what you think that means. And I don't care because I've noticed, interestingly, that simply as I put out content, which you do as well, it's like, if as long as we show up and talk about what's true for us, what's been true for our clients, you know, what we believe about the world, People get to know us and they don't even need our perfect title. For, for example, okay, some famous creators, Gary Vaynerchuk. What, what title would you give him? It doesn't matter, right? Because you, you kind of have a feel for who he is, right? Like, or Marie Forleo, what title would you give her? I, I don't know. Like, you should have a feel 
for who she is. You know what I mean? And, and so it's like, at some point, it ends up just being our name. <laughs> anyway, I'll stop here and let you let you come in on this. No, I love that. And I love that you mentioned those examples, because I think it it almost brings it home as in when you get to that, let's call it level, like, let's call to that level of, yeah. you know, whether it's recognition, whether it's just, you know, association, then people yes. associate your name with something, whether it's the person that makes me laugh, the person that teaches right. me how to do marketing. And yeah. I think is is an interesting kind of, I'm almost going to go like go devil's advocate here is understanding. Sure, sure. How can we get to that point? As in, if yeah. we want to get to the point where we actually feel we don't have to get too stuck into the description, who we are, what we do, how would you say somebody who isn't there, that people don't associate, like, oh, yeah, I know Fab. Yeah, she sounds like an ice yes. cream. Uh-huh. How totally. can you get to that point? How can you yeah. get to that point from the beginning stages? Yeah. Of just figuring no, out it's absolutely. It, okay. It's the same point where you make a friend and you know, maybe you first knew this friend as, oh yeah, she's a classmate from this, this program or, or yeah, he's a coworker from somewhere or, oh yeah, someone introduced me to him and he's, he does this for a living or whatever. Like at first, when you barely know someone, you kind of think, oh yeah, that's the, that's the, you know, social media manager. Oh yeah. That's the life coach. Oh yeah. That's the whatever. But then as you get to know the person, that's like, you kind of drop that label and go, no, no, fab is so much more than that. You know, like, like she also is really good at this. And she also, this is this, I, I really like this about her, you know, it's like, and so that's, that's how we get there with our own audience by showing up again and again and again, as our authentic self, we become, I, I like to say that authentic marketing is basically like building friendships at scale, like building true friendships yeah. at scale. You know, and it's like you have a bunch of friends who like know you for who you are, who like you for who you are. They don't need a label anymore. They just know fab. <laughs> you know, it's like that is the label, your name or whatever, whatever word or name or phrase you want to you want to put to it. Right. Could you argue also, because that's when, when you were talking, I was like, haha, little like, light bulbs coming up. You couldn't see them, but they were there. <laughs> and I was kind of thinking related to that is almost like you substitute the title with actually how you help people in a way is like you're the person, the go-to person for me, obviously, because it it won't be for everyone. But as you say, as let's say like that friendship at scale, I feel like I'm invested in you because you are my go-to person for, I'm just thinking about a lady that I actually follow for makeup and I'm not a makeup person as in so invested, but I'm interested, right? And she's my go-to. I always go to her to see what she's up to. I always go to see what products she talks about because she knows her stuff. Right. That's my go-to person. So I'm kind of wondering whether it's more connected to the problem that we're solving for our audience. It's brilliant. Connects yeah. to them over our name. Right. I, I would, yes, yes, all, all the above. And I would say from our standpoint, like what do I do on, on a you know Thursday morning or whatever? It's all about what is true for me that I'm so passionate about that I think the world should understand better. So for that lady, it's makeup. I'm passionate about makeup. I think the world should understand makeup better. I believe in these products. I'm going to talk about them. Okay. And I enjoy doing it. Now you could say that that's a niche and maybe she she ends up wanting to talk about, I don't know, purses. or she ends up wanting to talk about, you know, vegan shakes or whatever. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) but whatever she ends up talking about, she starts introducing it. You're like, wow, she's much more than that. Yes, I believe her about the makeup, but I also am starting to get into when she talks about, you know, protein shakes or whatever now. I I don't know. But basically you show up 
you talk about what you're passionate about, people start to follow you because, and here's the key, they align with your energy signature. Tell me more. Your about energy that. signature is everything about how you show up. It, it, your voice, the way you use your voice, the way, the, the way you look, the way you prefer to show up on video, the way you write, the way you like to frame things in writing, the way that you interact with them in the comments, that is all your energy signature. And that's really at the bottom line. It's not even something you can define and say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, yeah, it, it, it is, it is something you can, you can put on as a persona if you, if you wish to, but it is the, the feel, the look, feel, and beingness of your presence that your audience really connects with and follows. You might even say at a subconscious or, or heart level, and that they might not even be able to put the words to it. Right. I love that. And I think yeah. it comes back to, again, that, that holistic understanding of who you are. And again, I'm going to say, from my perspective at least, there is still a place for the bio or something that you can actually give people. Sure. To- and who you yeah. are, but I love that it's not what we're leading with because as, as you say, it, that's that yeah. constant attachment to it is what yeah. limiting you almost. Yeah, and it's okay to lead with it. It's okay to lead with your title, your bio. My argument or my perspective is that be open to having it evolve. It's like the, this, the, the place where people, like I don't want people to get feel like, well, I don't want to look like a flake and now I'm changing my title. It's okay. In the beginning, you probably will change your title or bio every day or every few weeks, you know what I mean? Like, you know what? Ah, it's not quite right. Let me try this. It's okay to do that. And then let it evolve over time. So. I love that. And I love the idea of energy signature as well, because as you yeah. say, it's that little unique blueprint yeah. of who you are. What That's would right. you say is the one thing I know that you said that sometimes you cannot put it into words, but if you were to associate yourself and you know, your energy signature with one word, whether it's an an or an adjective or, Right now, if anything, what would be yeah. the, one of the words that comes up for you? Well, uh, I, 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 it looks like I've claimed the word authentic <laughs> or authenticity. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, one day I just, you know, years ago when I, when I had to come up with a title, you know, and I, like I said, titles are not a bad thing. Uh, it's easier to, for people to go, oh yeah, you are the so-and-so life coach. Oh, you are the so-and-so social media expert. You are the so-and-so healer or whatever like that, whatever you want to, or creator. But um, I, one day I'm like, you know what, 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 what exactly do I do? I'd, it looks like people like me do business coaching. So I'll use that word somewhere. Business coach has to be in there somewhere. And let me add a, add a word that just like something I value. Well, let's do authentic, <laughs> you know, authentic business coach. I, ABC, I like that. Okay, whatever. And so I just went with that. And then I started doing authentic in front of many words, authentic marketing, you know, authentic this, authentic that, and authentic content, whatever. I just started using that word and it's okay. Other people can use that word. I'm not saying you should not, you know, but, but yeah, it, it is useful. I like this question. It's useful to have a word or a phrase that you really resonate with that you just find yourself saying a lot or, or enjoy saying, and it's okay. Use that word a lot. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I love the choice of word as well, but that's why I asked you because I thought, I'm a word person, obviously, I'm a writer. So that's what I love to do. Yes. So, you know, kind yes. of that connection of some of the words that come up, I think is really important because again, along what you mentioned a bit earlier, just to ram it in, because it was really important. You said about the fact that, yes, you can you can put on a persona or understand what that persona is like if it's not yourself, but it's not the same. And I feel sometimes we feel we have to look a certain way or say a certain thing, yeah. almost because things like our title or our bio, let's use them. Right 
dictate that we sh- what you should right. sound like, what you should feel like. So I think it's a yeah. great reminder that if you work it the other way around, that you can make that fit to right. you and break That's the right. mold instead of trying to fit into something that is not yours. Brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Like I have a, you know, I have a colleague um, who starts using the word quiet marketing. Quiet marketing. Wow, that's so different. You know, because marketing is usually seen as loud, but she prefers to be more quiet. So use that. Or, you know, yeah, it's like you can add any word that feels real and true to you to your industry and say, that's what I am. That's my version of my industry. Now I have one more question, George, for us. Sure. This question of them all. Are you ready for this? Let's try it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, George, if you could have anyone having brunch with you, brunch, dead or alive. Wow. Yeah. Would that one person, one person, George, you and them, be and why? Yeah. I immediately think about one of my longtime heroes. Her name is Peace Pilgrim. Peace Pilgrim. That's, that's not her real name. That's not her given name. But that's what she became known as, the Peace Pilgrim. And she's passed, unfortunately. But I recommend this to everybody. Go online and search Peace Pilgrim audiobook. And it's free on SoundCloud. You can listen to the whole thing. And it brings me so much peace and so much perspective about, you know, the the bigger perspective of life, the deeper perspective of life. Now, she was somebody who, um, (laughs) this is so interesting that we're here, we are business people talking about this, but she was somebody who decided uh, in her young adulthood to say, I'm not going to work for money anymore. And I'm not even going to take any money anymore. And so she became a pilgrim. She walked the length of the United States many times in her life, just helping people out. And she was like a modern day saint, but she never took any money. And she just, she never asked for food. She never asked for shelter. She never got food or shelter until it was given to her willingly, like openly without even her ask. It was the most amazing story. And she did this for not six months. What an interesting experience. 30 years. <laughs> And she thankfully gave a lot of talks. And so we still have her talks today. And, and this audiobook is read by one of her friends with a very wonderful voice. Anyway, I highly recommend it, even though I'm not living that lifestyle. <laughs> I'm not going to like so sell everything and go on a pilgrimage or whatever for, for 30 years, even though, but the values underlying it give me a lot of peace and perspective. So if I could sit down with her, I'm sure I would be bathing in this in a sense of peace and joy and uh it would just be an amazing experience i'm sure sounds like it it sounds like yeah, it thank yeah. you so so much first of all You're thank welcome. you so much for sharing this conversation with me as well it's always lovely to chat to you um yeah. i'll make sure they put the link also to uh peace pilgrims audio yes do that, that yeah. one i'll definitely yeah. want to listen to that one now yeah. before i let you go for the rest of your day if people want to find out more about you, what would be the one or two top places that they should go to to get a bit of George in their lives? Well, thank you for asking. And I'm grateful to, to say you can go to Google and Google and just type in George Cow, my name. That's K-A-O is how my last name is spelled. And you'll find me. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, George. Thanks, Fab. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at Creative Impact Co. Also, you can find out more about us 
on our website at creativeimpact.group.